You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Family Matters. And throughout the morning as well. It's time for our Family Matters feature. Uh, today, I want us to have a discussion about teasing in the family. And when it actually crosses the line. A lot of us grew up in a family where teasing was just part of everyday language. Right? To such an extent that we've got nicknames that came out of it. And for some kids, that was traumatic. And we're talking about teasing that happens in a home, right, which is a place of safety. And if home is the same place where you experience the bullying and the teasing, then where is your safe place? Yes, teasing is often a playful exercise, but it can easily be hurtful, especially coming from a family member because we are interconnected in ways that no other group is. So I want us to talk about how that affects people. And if you've got some experience from the teasing that has happened in your family, how has that affected you? And how different was that from the teasing you experienced at school, right? Or when you were playing with other kids on the streets? I would like you to give me a call on 011-883-0702 or send me a WhatsApp voice note on 072 702 1702. I'd like to know how that affected you. Or maybe you used to tease someone in your family and you've seen the kind of impact it's had on them as they were growing up. And as elders in the family, how do you intervene? Because sometimes the teasing can take the shape of bullying, you know, and people will say, Ah, I'm just joking, or don't be so sensitive. But there are jokes that can be demeaning, there are jokes that can be hurtful. So how can you make sure that everyone in your household understands the difference? Hmm? What are the off-limits in teasing? Eh? Are there things like maybe weight, appearance, academics, hmm? sports performance, maybe mental health or learning challenges? Are those the kind of topics that are off-limits when there's teasing involved? I'd like to know how as an elder, as a parent, or as an older sister or older brother, you deal with something like that. Siabonga. Nchangase is a psychologist who's going to guide us through this discussion and joins us now via Zoom. Siabonga, thank you for making time. Good morning. Good morning, Clement. And how are you today? I'm all right. I appreciate you making time for us this morning. And I want us to start by uh, perhaps differentiating between teasing and and bullying. Or or can that be the same in some instances? Okay. Um, I'd like to greet everyone who's listening in today. And yes, there is a difference between teasing and bullying. Teasing is a form of communication that's often provocative, but also in a playful way. Um, it's meant to build relationships. It's meant to um, be like a space where people can have fun with one another um, while also bringing up other issues or topics in a lighthearted way. Um, it's it's meant to make some relationships stronger because one it shows also how comfortable one is with the person that they are teasing. So it's it's just meant to almost be fun or lighthearted at least. And then with bullying, though, these are comments that are meant or have ill intent. These comments are made consciously or unconsciously to 
cause harm. And this is seen with sarcasm, it's seen with uh, nicknames, it's seen with um, also, also physical traits or when people touching or pointing at a certain things or reminding people and also now social media, whenever a meme comes up that associates with what a person's been teased on, it can also be used in that way. So the difference between the two is that teasing is supposed to be lighthearted and also uh, received well by the person who's being teased, whereas with bullying, there's ill intent and it's meant to cause harm. Yeah, yeah. So what impact does teasing have then in the family? Because the thing about it is you may intend it for fun, right? If you maybe make a joke about someone's weight or someone's academia, maybe their learning challenges, or maybe even sports performance, you're intending it for fun, but there's yes. some level of truth to it because maybe I did fail three times and, and you're calling me, yes. you know, dumb cop or, you know, or something like mm-hmm. that. So it can mm-hmm. hit home, even though the intention is not necessarily for that. So what, what kind of impact does teasing cause in, in a family? Okay. So it, it varies, but we, what we see, especially with children, is that it builds a greater sense of being self-conscious. So then people become very much self-conscious about the thing they're being teased about, um, and then it makes them less confident to speak out. Some may even fall under pressure to collude or laugh together with whatever that is happening just to diffuse the tension whatsoever. But then it could also... Uh, lead to an onset of depression, anxiety, body dysmorphia, and also eating disorders. So it's a very dangerous um, type of communication style to be engaging in. And it's always important to gauge as to how the person receives the Mm, comments. mm. So sometimes they can be funny and we all laugh or there's a nickname out of it. Other people embrace nicknames. But when we are unaware as to when this is now too much, obviously we can joke about it the first day, but can we still be talking about it six months, three years later? Not necessarily. So self-awareness is a big thing that I'd like to also um, suggest or encourage in making the jokes because what you think is not harmful or not funny or what I think is funny may not be funny or in in fact it can be uh, dangerous to the person who's hearing so always checking in with the person who is being teased is really important at this point or else it might lead to all of these risks that I mentioned. Mm. So how do you gauge that then Um, because you're saying it's important to gauge how the person receives um, the comments how do you gauge if that comment affects them because because sometimes people play along, right? Yes, they will yes. laugh because you're in a group yes. with other cousins or your yes. other siblings yes. and you're calling someone, yes. you know, a specific name. You laugh together about it, but it eats you inside. Um, so how can, as family members as or even as parents, how can we gauge whether or not, in fact, what we are joking about, what we're teasing you about is not taken to heart, leading to the consequences you've mentioned? Yes. So like I said, initially, it it's really based on the type of relationship that one has with the person. So from the onset, if the relationship is healthy, 
then the person who's being teased should be able to give prompt feedback. So if everyone else is laughing, but the person that's assigned, if they feel uncomfortable or when you call them by that nickname, they don't respond the first few times. So some some of these things are very subtle, especially when people are unable to um, speak aloud or speak out about the impact of these things. So for parents, often um, a child, when they're seemingly uncomfortable or they don't enjoy being in the same space uh, with children, food is a big thing. So when they don't, when their appetite just goes off, around this person or these people who say such things that's also an indicator and for older kids when they are less they don't participate and for teens it's the same thing when someone is just lethargic they don't want to get involved they're sitting in their room and things like that those are the more telltale signs but mm-hmm. what i'd like to also emphasize is also asking the person if they're really okay about this even if it's not really nice is important um so the big uh, the big litmus test is the type of relationship. So if their relationship is healthy, the person should be able to uh, give feedback that they don't like it or it's enough now or can we move on already. But in other circumstances where the relationship is not as healthy, it can also exacerbate um, mm. or even delay giving the feedback that mm. shows that someone's... Yeah. And I mean, in most cases, the kids, you know, don't often say, no, please don't say that, you know, because also yes. as parents, you're like, ah, kids are just kids, you know, they're just mm. making fun. But like I say, some of the things you tease them about, like there's a some 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 level of reality to it, right? Whether it's you calling someone a big head, they do actually True. have a big head. True. Whether you're calling True. them dumb cop or, oh, you're stupid in school, maybe they have failed a grade or so. So that level of truth you know, also just gets people, I imagine, to just feel so despondent. And, and, and if, mm. if that's how they feel in the home, you know, can you imagine how they feel outside? Or, and I want to hear from you how you've dealt with something like that. Have you been teased before? How did, did you normalize it before? And, and you can call me on 011-883-0702. The WhatsApp line is 072-702-1702. Let's take Zanella, who's calling us from Kruger's Dog. Zanella, good morning. Morning, Hi. Hi, this is Vanelle, yes. Mm. I, I'm, I'm actually interested in this topic of today because it happens to me even today. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 52 years old, but they'll be calling me names like, I don't like it, don't call me that. Like, like you know, mm. like, are you too be urinating in my head? Like, they call you Camela. You see mm. that? It's so discouraging. Yeah. Oh, okay, it doesn't stop. Yo, and, and how old are you now, Zanelle? 52 years old now. So say that again? 52 years 52. old. 52. 52. 62. 5'2". Okay, 5'2". Oh, thank you. Ish, the line is not so bad, Zanelle. But I think we, we got the point that you're saying they still even do it today. So when you've said to yes. them, stop it, I don't like that, they just continue? Yes, like you, you are a child to them. You can't tell them. It's not <sighs> nice at all. Yeah. And and how did you deal with that, Zanelle? Because, I mean, I imagine it breaks your heart, right? Because maybe even at school, yeah. people call you that, yeah. and then you come home yeah. where you're supposed to feel the love and the safety, yeah. and, and you still get the same treatment. It, it, for them, it's just a joke. Yeah. Yeah. No, Zanelle. I hope they'll be listening to this, and they understand exactly how I'm feeling now. Mm. Yeah. 
And Zanella, you've tried your level best, as you say, many times to tell them, no, you know, don't refer to me like that. Uh, Zanella in Krugersdorp, thank you for, for calling us. And I'm sorry you've had to experience that. And she says huh, she was teased about her head. They called her big head. And she used to, you know, urinate the blankets. And they used to, you know, tease her about that. And, and we've spoken before on the show about wetting and bedwetting, remember? And we've spoken about the kind of trauma that causes bedwetting. And we don't get to explore and understand that. You know, you think someone is wetting the bed because they're just lazy to wake up, but there's so many things to consider. There are traumas that people are going through that results in that condition because it can be a condition. I'll take more of your experiences on the WhatsApp line, on the phone line as well, after the break. 21 after 11. 7.02. Family Matters. It's 23 minutes after 11 o'clock. On our Family Matters feature this morning, we are discussing teasing in the family. And when does it cross the line? And Siabonga, you heard what um, the caller said before we took the break. Yes, and, Zanel. Uh, Zanel. Mm. It's so heartbreaking mm. because some of the stuff you know, she says to this day, at the age of 52, they still do it. Mm. And that's even though she said to them, stop it because I don't like it. Mm. Yes, um, it, it's really sad. And you would wonder how she has been coping with this um, her whole life. Hopefully we'll be able to share some tips towards the end of the conversation. Yeah, we've got some more WhatsApp voice notes uh, coming through on 072-702-1702. We'll get to them um, in a short while. I-, I want you to take us through how elders can intervene, Siabonga. Um, how can the parents themselves, inter- I think you earlier you spoke about how they can gauge how the person is receiving uh, the comments. But just as a general rule, when the parent sees that my child does have a big head or my child is lacking in school or my child is still wetting the bed should parents allow for such jokes to fly around in the household knowing that element of truth to it right and justify them as are these are just kids that are playing or should the general rule be when someone makes a joke like that sit the kids down and ask why they make the joke and help them explain why that may be hurtful to the next person whether the next person has expressed the head or not Um, yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. And I think you have in your question, like shown different types of intervention. Um, so in the theory, um, psychologically, children learn or build their confidence from their parents. So the relationship between a child and a parent is that important that, uh, once it's not healthy and nurtured, it impacts on one's self-esteem. So something as uh, factual like has having like a slightly bigger head is something that the child would live with. So refraining from the comments is not necessarily a positive or a healthy approach, but rather self-acceptance. So embracing the whole thing. So in, in therapy, I usually uh, talk about self-esteem, which is how we evaluate ourselves we often try to evaluate ourselves by our most appealing traits and then we overlook the unappealing ones. But how we can build this is when parents 
uh, instill confidence in their children, even on the most unappealing parts of them. If someone in Kogankul or is a big head, they have to embrace it. Uh, others can refrain it and be like, then it means you're really smart. Or everyone in our family has a big head. So there's a genetic thing about it. So it's, so reframing from talking about it is not a good way of protecting it. Um, uh, no, stopping from talking about it or the comments or that it might happen is not necessarily a healthy thing. But being that safe space for the child and making the child understand how um, things work in terms of body features, talents, and all of these things, and instilling confidence within them. Um, other than showing them that, yes, this is a bad thing, because children will associate that with who they are, and then it can cause a damaging effect. And then the number two is being protective. So when you realize that uh, maybe your child is being teased too much on a certain thing and they're not handling it very well, then we have to set out boundaries. Boundaries number one is sitting people down, having them stop from saying these things. Boundary number two is cutting the connection altogether. These are ways to show that this is a serious thing and it has a negative impact. Yeah, indeed. Vusmuzi, you're calling us from Four Ways. Good morning. Good morning, Clement. Hey. Yeah, yeah Clement, I, I sort of agree with uh, mm. Even it's, uh, it can be very bad at times. Yeah fine line between teasing and, and, and bullying. I actually have a niece that is not in class as we speak because of bullying, but uh, be that as it may. Um, uh, my point is that we should be careful, very careful as parents, that we are not raising kids that are going to be too sensitive to some of these things. Mm. You know, I'm there as a parent when these kids, when my kids are teasing each other, I can step in and say, no, that's too much. You're out of line now. I'm there to protect them. But mm. uh, that doesn't prepare them very well for the world out there. They will be teased at school. Mm. Uh, they will be teased uh, whenever they are, you know, with their friends. And my raising up of them would not have prepared them. I mean, they are used to being defended. Uh, they are used to being, you know, protected whenever... You know, something like that happens. But I'm not going to be there as a parent. So, yeah. it will be, you know, it will be very difficult for for them to deal with this outside world. Mm. I'm in no way protecting, you know, promoting bullying and, and all of that. But I'm just raising this issue because, uh, you know, uh, they need to know that there are certain things that are going to be said about you. Things that are going to be spoken about mm. you, which are beyond your control. Mm. Some of those things you should be able to navigate through. And how do we that's teach that's them that's to respond to that, Vosmozi? And, and I, I hear you, right? So where do we find the balance, right? On the one hand, we need to stop with this idea that, oh, yeah, you must learn to, def- you know, to defend yourself and fight back, so to speak, quote, unquote, because that, that's sometimes the attitude some parents take, that don't be a softie, you're not going to survive the world. But how do we get our kids to stand their ground, right, and know that they must not take whether it's bullying or it's teasing that they don't like, right? But at the same time, we also intervene when necessary, when we see that it's beginning to affect them because the kids are not going to be open for smoothie and say, Dad, they're calling me big head and it really hurts me because I do have a big head. So as parents, we need to, 
you know, be able to discern and we need to be able to intervene when necessary to protect our kids. It's a difficult one, um, Clement. I actually don't have an answer to that question, but we need to somehow build confidence in our kids so mm-hmm. that they don't just react to, you know, uh, that there's so many adversities out there. We need to somehow build confidence in them to say, you know, they are not defined by people around them, you know. Um, uh, and also, maybe what we can do, you know, uh, when we witness this amongst our kids, when we step in, you know, uh, sometimes it's, you know, it's, it might be, you know, uh, a solution to some extent to say, when you step in to, to, uh, to, to protect that, uh, whoever you're protecting one mm. of your kids, to say to him, you know, uh, I understand you are, you know, you are taking this, you know, thing personally. But sometimes, you know, uh, uh, he, he, this person doesn't intend that. You know, we, you are being, uh, uh, you feel you are being personally, you know, mm-hmm. attacked or you are being bullied. Uh, you don't like this. You want this person to stop. But yeah. also learn to, you know, to don't take some of these things too personally. Uh, they will be said. People, you know, uh, yeah. will say some of these things which don't necessarily define you. Uh, yeah, so got you. That's confidence. Yeah, no, I got you for smoothie. Um, in four ways. The tricky part also is, why must it matter how the other person intended it? I mean, if you say to me, Clement, you hurt me when you called me big head, right? I might, I might not have intended to hurt you, but the reality is that's how you feel, and I've got to appreciate that. I mean, I say things on the show, right, where people will come and say, okay, you know, you shouldn't have said that or that was problematic in how you phrased it. I will apologize for it because I acknowledge that though it may not be my intention, that's how it made you feel. And I apologize for that. I may still hold the same view, but I may apologize for how something I said made you feel. So how do we balance that? It's a very tricky one. I want to hear from the parents as well. How do you deal with things like this? It's just after 11.30. Family Matters. All right, let's go back to our Family Matters feature now. We're talking about teasing in the family. How do you deal with that? Yes, often they will say, we're just joking. Don't be sensitive. But when you look at what often kids tease each other about, and it's not just kids. Remember, Zanella says, at the age of 52, it's still happening. There's some element of truth in what you get teased about. Whether you are someone with a big head, they call you a big head, or maybe you failed one grade or certain subjects and they call you domkop or you are the stupid one. There's some element of truth in what we tease people about, or you're a bed wetter, you're always wetting the bed. That can traumatize kids in a massive way. And that's why as a parent, you've got to be able to gauge how the person who is receiving the comments is feeling about them. Because we are making kids feel like even our family spaces are not safe spaces for them. Let's go to Siseko in Basonia. How are you, Siseko? I'm good, Clem. How are you? I'm all right, man. Go ahead. Yeah, man. I also used to be teased about, uh, you know, not leaves. They used to call me Kiss Madonna. Mm. <laughs> I remember, you know, going up and uh, I was just saying that, you know, uh, even to this day, 
I'm so conscious about this uh, not lace thing. I, I don't wear shorts. Mm. Doesn't matter how, how hot it is, but you will never see me wearing shorts because I feel so uncomfortable. Mm. I really do wish that uh, you know my parents or the older people could have intervened. Mm. You know, but, but but you know, but when these things are said, and it actually started in the family, mm. you know, they they're joking. They're not, you know. But deep down, you do have these knockings and. You, 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 そう、え、で、オンワンヘビングディスティングでアラクティブシティングドンヘビーえ、そうイトゥティングイズアンアブノーマルティングバッメイビーダイドンシーデッサーチアベッティングダッツワイデイデイデイチーズユウィズバディイ
And I would also recommend seeing um, a psychologist about it. Yeah, yeah. Kia in Jeppistown. Good morning. Hi, Clement. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good, Clement. Okay, Clement, me, my story is I think it's, it's a bullying because, you know, I'm Swana from Northwest, man. Yeah. Then I was in relationship with a good guy. Then, okay, we have a son, a, a, a baby boy there. My son, obviously, he's a Zulu. Then mm. when I went with him there, then they were started to say, why are you bringing Zulu here? You just, why? You know, just, and then the way they were talking, you see, it's like you did something bad. Then, mm. okay, me, I was, I was started to defend myself, like, what's wrong with Zulu because of that Zulu, for me, there is nothing wrong because his father, he likes him, he do everything for him. And then in the other side, the, the, the granny as well, they appreciate him. They're doing every, everything to my son. I'm, I'm happy with it. Mm. So you, to come here and then you started to judge my son, is not a son and it's a Zulu. I don't understand, but I never uh, 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 give them that, that comfort to, to talk about my son, like to... To, to make me like I did something bad because I defend to say something bad as well. Then mm. if it's touching that person, then I'm saying, okay, it's touching you. Me as well, that's in, the, the way you tell me as well, I'm not happy of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, 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 it started from the, the family. The one they supposed, that they, they, they supposed to support you is the one like they trying to... to to let you down, and it's not nice even it it it, it went to the kids because the child can see what is happening. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. there was one. Okay. Yeah, and and it started in the family, hey, Kia, as you say, and and now that's the impact even on the child, Kia. Um, thank you for for sharing that story with us, Tuarelo in Mukwasi. Hi. Hello, Clement. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm fine, yeah. Um, yeah, this, yeah, this thing is, is a serious issue. Normally, when, when people tease you, they, they start, they make it they seem to be a joke. But deep, deep down, they say that, that message to try to make you feel a certain pain suppresses you in, in some way. Mm. So normally, when we were growing up, my, what my sister used to do when we were playing, and they will continuously say, yeah, yeah, we're not going to yeah, we're not going to mm. And what my sister will, will, will do to, to try to teach those other kids or my friends, uh, she would say, imagine, because no one is perfect. You find out they, they, they have a certain feature. So they say, imagine, don't say, oh, imagine if they had to say, they, they send that to you, how mm. you feel. Yeah. So that, that's how normally they used to, to, to counter it. But if you find yourself in a situation where no one would stand up for you, you will feel that thing alone inside. Mm. You can grow up with a very low self-esteem, especially when you are about to face that thing or when it continuously come up until you grow up. So it's not good. People need to learn about it and then not shy away to, to call people to order immediately when they say it. Yeah. So yeah. Sort of. Thank you. Thank you for sharing it, man. And and I'm sorry you've had to go okay. through that. Yes. Yeah. Because the impact. Yeah. Um. And Siabonga says the social anxiety that is developed from those experiences. And 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 as he says, 
they this often the jokes are said so repeatedly because they just the people want them to land and i'm saying with jokes that have got some level of reality to them those are the tricky ones because how do i know it's actually just a pure joke right family matters it's eight minutes before 12 o'clock let's play some of the voice notes that have come through as we wrap up our conversation around teasing in the family hi good morning clement yeah the this issue yeah uh teasing you know sometimes when people give you names and then when they tease you and then they see that you don't want it they always try by all means to 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 do it every day and then i think the best medicine is is, is to ignore that and then don't respond to them and then over the weekend i had this guy who said he has around seven nicknames they call him all kind of names he's he's light in color but he never take that into account and then he's still surviving so the best is to is to ignore it's lamented mommy thank you bye hi clement i'm 45 years old i was teased by my own parents it was actually my mm. mother who teased me about my weight i was a chubby kid oh. that has stayed with me my entire life so i think we're all speaking as if teasing is always done by cousins or siblings or guy or people in the school grounds mm. but it can even happen with your own parents and that becomes something very difficult to deal with it took me many many years to accept who i was and to accept my body and find myself beautiful and lovable because i grew up feeling like i wasn't that type of person who could be loved because of how i looked so teasing for me equals bullying. I know the psychologist says it's not the same thing. I really don't see what the difference is. That's just my two cents from my own life experience. This is Mbomi. Oh, Mbomi. Um, I am really sorry you had to go through that. And and you're right. We, we're focusing on teasing as if it only comes from, from the siblings and, and just the friends. But when it comes from your parents your own parents. And when you're a child and you are growing up, these people that you're supposed to feel the most safest with are doing that to your character, to your confidence. What happens when you step out of that home and you go to school and you go to play with your friends? Oh, Sam, you are in False Loras. Good morning. Hello, how are you, Tommy? I'm all right, man. Go ahead. That was good. Some teasing, you know, they can help. I remember in, when was it, 1967? Mm. I failed standard five. And my father said to me, I'm a dunderhead. So from that day, I never failed for the rest of my life. So I've checked the word in dictionary, what is the meaning of dunderhead? It doesn't exist. So that's why I say some teasing encourage other people <laughs> yeah yeah and you know sam and, and i hear you because then it encouraged you what to study harder right because your dad called you because dunderhead is basically stupid uh no i can't say dunderhead is a stupid it's not existing in the dictionary but what but what so what's what, what what is it supposed to mean sorry what is it what does it supposed to mean dunderhead mm. 
No, my father called me something that is that he doesn't know himself. What is that? <laughs> no, but <laughs> then the head said every everybody who I mean everybody who grew up Elokshini or they will tell you what dunderhead is. When someone says you're a dunderhead, it means or stupid, right? Like yeah. you are. You're not doing well academically, and it's not even an encouraging term. It's it's very 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 harsh, Sam. And I think as parents, we need to be careful. There's ways that you can get Sam to improve in his academic academics than call him those kind of there's a way you can get someone who is if you feel your child is chubby and obese there's a way you can get them to have a different approach or a different diet Mm -hmm. without necessarily Mm -hmm. calling them those names and i think that's Mm -hmm. where we need to get to so we can't be celebrating that oh because i was called dunderhead because i was called fat that encouraged me to have a different approach in life and do things differently Mm -hmm. yeah um see ya so just your your closing remarks. Yes, yes. I wanted um, to also reiterate that point. I think how we can challenge all of the teasing thing is to look is is to look at teasing as a form of communication, and it's an unhealthy form of communication. Yeah. So we need to be careful about how words have an impact. The second thing is. We need to change our attitude about how to address certain issues as parents, mm. as uh, people in relationships. So uh, like what the previous caller mentioned is done a lot, especially in the black community. We call mm. it negative reinforcement. Yeah. We think by speaking someone down that they're going to come up somehow and it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. The research also suggests the same thing. Yeah, Siabonga. Uh, thank you so much, man, for, for making time for us. Siabonga and Changase is a psychologist.